and we are back. So closing us off and going to close us off strong. We've got Matt freaking Kelly. Matt, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me back again, man. I had a blast the first time. Yeah, it was a, it was a blast. No kolaches this time? <laughs> my wife told me she would beat me up if I ate my kolaches again, which honestly was probably one of the biggest talks was me eating a kolache on the podcast. So I was going to like do it again, but maybe on the third time around. I, I just won't tell her I'm doing it, but I'll just eat my kolaches. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, real quick, before we hop into these letters real quick, Dude, do you have an update on on Peyton for us? Yes, Peyton, she posted a video the other day of her, of course, first day back in the gym, and she's just standing full, which is, of course, that's a Peyton thing to do, because she was able to start stretching, she said, and then she was able to start kind of like getting into the gym, and um, she said her body's feeling better, she's not really in pain, and uh, of course, does a standing pull the first time, so... I'm hoping she comes to Houston soon if her mom can bring her down, uh, come to the gym and watch Generals and get to see her again because I haven't seen her since Worlds. But she seems to be doing well, man. A lot of lot of love that everybody sent out for her and all the other girls, so that was cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was um. Yeah, I saw the standing full video and I was just like, yeah. hey, I I'm not. I legit started to tear up. I was just like, dude, that was cool. So real cool to see that. Glad that she's uh on the uh, up and up. Yeah, she's still going, still going to Baylor. Yeah. Is she doing A&T? Yeah. Well, she's doing all the acro stuff. And Bailey is cool because, like, I had a girl go there, and she tore ACL the summer of her freshman year, and they still, you know, kept her on squad, trained her, got her better and stuff. And, like, Baylor's just cool. Like, they, those coaches I have mad respect for because they, they, they really take care of their athletes. So I, I love yeah. Baylor. I'll continue to send people to Baylor. That's cool. Real good stuff. Word. All right, man. Let's, uh, get, let's get into these letters. And, um, you know, let's help these coaches out with tumbling. So, yes, sir. B is for videos. So, how do you utilize videos when coaching the athletes? Every time, like every private lesson, every tumbling class. Like, a lot of times, I mean, I feel like most people these days are visual. Like, I'm a very visual person, but I show them, I'll, I'll continually say the same things. I try to keep tumbling super simple. I use this acronym I read in some real estate book back in college. KISS and it stands for keep it simple silly or keep it simple stupid um and so I'll try to make it simplified for them and sometimes I feel like when they see their self and sometimes I might miss something so if we watch it together on the video we both can see it and I know their parents you know because they sit upstairs behind the glass and if it's a skill they got or they want to see progression and it's from a different angle I'll always try to video it send it to them and then of course like getting your baby's first steps on video is a big deal. So if I can get them landing landing their skill for the first time or something like that, post it on Instagram. They all get stoked about what they did. And also just trying to um, like inspire or motivate whoever out there with some videos posted. So I, I use videos every single day. There we go. Absolutely love it. All right, we're going to move on to W. I remember you posted a video. It was it must have been years ago at this point, but you were teaching whips on the tumble track. And I was like, dude, apparently Matt Kelly knows what he's talking about. So we're moving on to W. W stands for whips. So talk to us about whips and, uh, you know, things we should do to train them and get, you know, beautiful whips the way your kids have them. I, I love teaching whips, honestly, man. It's, I always tell them, like, if you have a back handspring, you have a whip. You know, you got fraternal twins, you got um, identical twins. A whip and a back handspring, in my opinion, are fraternal twins. Because let's say you're tumbling that direction. I'll always have them land their round off at this angle, whether it's a whip after or a back handspring. And then the end of the back handspring or the whip lands straight up and down. So 
I literally tell them the exact same thing I would tell them for a round off back handspring. And for me, if I can simplify those two angles, it, it makes it easier for them. What I have found though, is that when people have beautiful round off back handspring, let's say pulls or doubles, and then we start teaching whips, even though they've been taught, you know, get your feet in front, get your feet in front. What they tend to do, or they notice that we watch it on video, they absorb slightly in their round off. And so the beginning of the whip starts to bend a little bit. And I noticed that when they very first start their whips for like whip, punch, tuck, lay fulls or doubles or whatever, a lot of them have absorbed most of their round off back handspring career. And so it's kind of like breaking that habit. Um, the next thing that I see with whips <clears throat> is that the timing of the whip in their arms. So for me, I want their feet to hit in front. I Some coaches say, look at your toes. Some say, don't. I To me, I, I don't mind either one. So I'll tell them, look down and see your feet hit the ground first and then throw your arms in the whip. Because what happens is, is like when you start doing these harder passes, like let's say full whip doubles or, or double whip doubles or something like that, it's like they'll end, let's say they're full and their feet are where they're supposed to be, slightly in front of them. And they're throwing their arms and reaching at the exact same time that their feet hit, which usually either gainers the whip or tends to roll an ankle, honestly. So it's like trying to get that timing of let the, if it's let's say a full whip double, let the full land, see your feet hit the ground first, and then throw your arms for the whip. Same for round off whip, you know, tuck. If you're doing level four, the round off lands first, arms here, feet in front, throw the arms for the whip after the feet hit. I think those are the two kind of biggest things that I see. There we go. Dude. Man spoken like a champ. This guy went in. He went. He went scientist on me. There we go. I love that's. I mean, it's my like those are probably. It's hard to say. Like I would say, bounding, bounding is now probably one of my favorites to teach. And like, if any coaches out there are watching this, it's like the way that you word it to the kids kind of like will really help them out. So for example, let's say my athlete has been killing it with a round off whip doubles and uh two to whip doubles so it's time to move on to the bounding the whip whips the full whips so the way that i try to like word it to them let's say we're, we're starting our full whips and we get the angles of the fools and when we start the full whip rebounds and then we start adding the touch those athletes up to that point already have a whip double and usually either they've competed it or they've done it for a while and it's easy for them so in my head i'm like all right go ahead and do the same thing do that round off full and then add that whip tuck like add the whip full that you already have like add that easy whip double after. It's like really focusing on the round off angle, the full angle and squeezing the feet and throwing the arms after. And then go ahead and add that easy whip double after. Because a lot of times they're like, the whip double's scary. I'm like, but you already have a whip double, so it can't be that scary. So it's like whether it's yeah. the full whip or mainly the double whip too. And that's when like the double whips, you know, like big, big, big game. And I, I have to talk myself into that too. So I don't get nervous of it. I'm like, hey, just land that round off double real quick and then just add that whip tuck real fast. It's super easy for you. Yeah. And th that's usually kind of how I'll break it down for him. And hopefully that helps somebody. Yeah, for sure. Dude, love it. All right, man, we're moving on to X. So what are some extra drills the athletes can, can do at home? 
coaches and owners. As choreography ends and comp season is around the corner, running your first full out is coming up soon. And if you're like most coaches, you just hit play and pray. But luckily for you, I have a preparing for full outs system, a step-by-step, week-by-week system that will get your team ready to start throwing full out routines. Join me September 23rd and set your team up for success heading into the comp season. Link in the show notes to sign up today. Hello at home. For me, it's tough trying to pull my thing on stop. For me, it's hard to do drills at home. I'll tell kids all the time, like, hey, a fool's not hard. Or a double is not hard at all. What is hard is the workouts that you need to be doing at home or in the gym or going through a workout gym to keep your body safe from injuries or to prevent injuries or to get strong enough to do the skill and compete it. Those workouts should suck. Like of doing like core workouts, quad workouts, hamstrings, calves, like anything to make your body stronger is what they should be doing. And the, I don't know, people always say that, like, what can I do at home? I like hollow body drills. Nobody has box jumps at their house they can do, but if somehow you could do box jumps, that's one of my favorite, but it's really just getting the body as strong as they possibly can just to keep themselves safe and to be able to get the skill to where they can do it uh, successfully multiple times or in a routine if it's a minute in or something of that nature. Yeah, dude, that's great. That's real great stuff. Love that. All right, here we go. So our youth athletes or youngest athletes or just you know becoming you know stepping into their own so why for youth athletes what's important to reinforce with our our youngest athletes out there progression progression often i see it and whether it's the parents wanting to push the kids to be a superstar or okay they got that tuck now it's time to go to the leg like there there's just youth kids and younger kids tend to have no fear like because i don't think their brain can really understand what they're doing so it's like they're not scared to do new skills and i i've been lucky enough to work with some really talented younger kids anywhere from like seven to like nine that are doing fulls or doubles or something of that nature and the thing and i'm not the biggest on mental blocks but the thing that i see that happens when the parents push them too quick or the kids are trying to get the next skill too quick and their brain really hasn't got to absorb what does it feel like to do it when I'm tired in a routine or what does it feel like to do when the coach stops the music because someone messed up and I got to do it again and now I'm breathing heavy it's like they 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 don't understand all that type of stuff so they end up either injured and it kind of screws up you know whether it's their month or their worst case their season or it gets them in some sort of mental space where they you know stop doing it and I, I, I hate that for them so for me it's like I've almost got like a like like a what would you call it? like a key you know how like in like uh, school when you had math you had a key I have like a checklist of things regardless of age any of that stuff it doesn't matter to me talent how much they're paying we do the exact same thing regardless of the age every single time we go tucks we go lays we make sure we have standing two to tucks we start to do elite to layouts front to lays anything of that nature then we start doing one to layout start working the fulls get a two to full an elite to full a one to full which to me is the most important level six skill in, in cheerleading right now and then doubles it's like a lot of times people will be like got my layout let's get the full or if like kids come to the gym or i do a lesson with them and like they're balling out with this let's say double or even maybe a front to double i'm like cool show me that three to double like where are we at with that and they're like oh i don't have a three to double i'm like what 
so you're passing math with like flying colors, but you're failing social studies. Like it doesn't make sense to me. So to answer your question, I guess that was a long answer, but progression, but yeah, so that, that's kind of where I'm at with the youth kids, because if you have that ability to start with working with them and you get them from like, hopefully seven or eight to like 18 till they graduate, it's like building that foundation for them so they can be successful and not get injured. Dude, Matt Kelly, you're killing it right now. Let's go back real quick. Cause I wanted to, I just had a, I did, my brain just made a connection. We were talking about extra drills and you were saying, you know, just about getting stronger and the strength and, you know, Hey, if you can do box jumps or, you know, but a lot of you guys don't have box jumps at home. I know that you started workouts like gym workouts. So real quick, can you tell people, you know, how they can get plugged into your gym workouts? Absolutely. Um, I follow a lot of fitness people. My brother's big into fitness. I know in my opinion how important it is to have the athletes, uh, like I always talk about injury prevention, so getting their body strong to not get hurt and to be able to compete the skills and throw them successfully and safely. So I had put on my story a couple weeks ago because people always ask for the workouts. If I did a subscription, would would y'all want to do it if it was based on tumbling workouts and cheer workouts? And Because I had sold a couple workouts during COVID and I think a little bit before it, I think I did two and they did really well. So I started it and now I'm putting out, let's say two to maybe three workouts a week that are going to be pretty much helping those things. The injury prevention, uh, speed, agility to help you get the new skills. Because often it's like somewhere on my Instagram, and I hopefully this isn't too long of a story. I did a uh, Instagram video of some gymnasts that I've been working with that are on my teams now. And I did like a little interview with all of them. How many hours a week did you used to train, you know, when you were a gymnast? 30 hours. Some said 40. Some one said 50. I was like, cool. How many hours a week did you condition? They're like, oh God, like seven to 15 hours a week. I'm like, Jesus. Okay. So you're looking at like 120 hours a month of training. And let's just say seven, 14, 21, 28 hours a month of conditioning. I'm like, all right, now that you've been on cheer teams for two years, how many hours a week do you have practice? So like, we practice about four hours a week. And I was like, okay, so 16 hours a month compared to your whatever it was, 120. How many minutes or hours do you condition a week? Uh, whatever you do that last five minutes of class. So I'm like, oh, okay, so you maybe do like 10 to 15 minutes a week of condition. They're like, yeah. So it's like the strength change of like gymnasts turning to cheerleader and they're, you know, being forced to condition and all that or even pushing themselves to condition kind of starts to die out. So it's like, I wanted to do this just to help people out and do quick workouts that they can either do at their house or at um, a gym that they go to and, and just try to keep them safe and try to get them some uh, some strength and stuff to get new skills. There we go. All right. So you heard it here first. You want to get some cheer specific, you know, body parts engaged and stronger. It's on your IG, Matt Frickin' Kelly. Yes, sir. Matt Frickin' Kelly, F-R-E-A-K-I-N. And just go to the subscriptions. I'm going to post two, if not three a week. Yeah. And for right now, it's going to be just a dollar a week. So I just want to kind of help people and see what they think about it. And yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. So uh, message me, inbox me. However, if you have any questions, I'll help out. There we go. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up with Z. So what's something that you say a zillion times to these athletes? Man, I was thinking about it. It's hard to find one thing I say. I have kind of crazy metaphors. Like just, I couldn't even tell you one right now, but it's in the moment I come up with them and they'll look at me and they'll squint their eyes. Like, I understand, but like, how did you come up with that? I think- I do a zillion metaphors that are just silly. The only other thing I could say is like if someone's complaining about something or 
my past was bad because of this. I'll just usually say maybe it's because you have gas. So that might be the only thing that I think I say all the time. Like if they're like, well, that was terrible or I fell. I'm like, well, maybe because you have gas. Like that has nothing to do with it. I said, maybe it does. We don't know. You know, we don't have to talk about it, but you know, a good fart sometimes helps people. So I think just getting them to laugh a little bit uh, helps. And then my silly metaphors that like try to get them a visual in their head to understand what I'm explaining. Yeah. Dude, I love it. Good stuff, Matt. Matt, thanks for coming on the show again. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Real quick, how can the people, we already plugged one of them, but we can say it again. If people want to follow you on IG, you, the gym, the the companies you've got, you know, plug everything right now. Tell the people how they can follow your journey. Uh, my Instagram that I post all the videos of my athletes, it's Matt Frickin' Kelly, M-A-T-T-F-R-E-A-K-I-N Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. Uh, I work at Woodlands Elite, um, and then my clothing line that Tristan and I run is Karma Returns. Uh, we should have some new stuff coming out. Outside of that, man, y'all can always reach out. If y'all have any questions or you want me to critique your tumbling video or help you with something, um, if not, go ahead and subscribe to the Instagram and get some workouts in, and let's let's get some stuff done. There we go. Dude, Matt, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk to Your podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.